1: Welcome back to the grim darkness of the 41st millennium. I'm Inquisitor Temperance Price, Keeper of the Inquisition's Black Library, and this is the second volume in a report on the Valentine Heresy, an actual play podcast set in the Genesis adaptation of Warhammer 40K's Dark Heresy RPG. This report features Game Master Ryan LaPlante and players Tom McGee as interrogator Nero Abagnale, Laura Hamstra as Piper Fairley, Tyler Hewitt as Seth Corbin, and Del Borvik as Sister Rowlien Mina. The Inquisitorial Band and their allies made a decisive first strike, with Vance troops overtaking the Spire Guard headquarters and the rest moving in on the Citadel. The Arbites sacrificed themselves to breach the Wall, Nero sacrificed Invictus to unleash Piper, and the Band ascended to meet their target. Who will endure the Mirror Maze before them, knowing there is at its center a Homo Novus? Find out next, in this episode of The Valentine
2: Heresy. He made us, and we love him. We can do nothing else, but he made us to hunt, to kill prey, and now the prey challenges us and he says, wait, why? Audio captured from First Mother Igori, leader of the Homo Novus. You are all advancing into the mirror maze that is at the center of the governor's citadel. The first question I have is, do you leave the stormtroopers behind to guard the elevator to prevent people from coming after you, but then you have no bullet shields? Or do you bring them with you, knowing that the next elevator could contain enemies behind you?
3: My question is, how 40K is this elevator? Uh, like, if I drag <laughs> a headless corpse halfway across the threshold so the doors can't close, is it going to cut him in half and go down anyway with legs inside? Your guess would be yes. It is clearly heavy-duty. It's
2: clearly designed to get people in and out of the area. Or is there something you want to do to sabotage it? You have a stack of grenades. I'm imagining Nero would have that. Oh, yeah, yeah.
4: Trust me, I I got that. I I watch uh, Seth start to drag a body, and I say, oh, um, actually, hang on. Can you hold that for me for a second? Um, And I'm just going to walk in like a fucking child, push all the buttons like a few floors down from us, click a grenade, drop it in, doors close, uh, and I'll just give a a quick thumbs up and then like walk away like a cool guy who doesn't look at explosions knowing that the explosion won't happen anywhere near me. (laughs)
2: Yeah,
4: and behind him...
2: Just the door dents outwards uh, and then you hear uh, the elevator does move,
4: but it does not sound good. Now. Like, there's A lot of creaking. You're hearing grinding like you would yeah. not want to ride that elevator. Look, it yeah. wouldn't be a Valentine heresy season finale <laughs> if an elevator didn't get hit by a grenade and like become dangerous. So. Yeah.
2: So with the stormtroopers with you, then I assume you advance towards the mirror maze. Uh, what is your strategy for for approaching the Mirror Maze? You know that there are are a number of servitors and other traps within it. Uh, you do have three stormtroopers that remain. There's Maximilian and two more suicide kings.
0: I think Mina will will be fine taking point, but for the most part, we'll stay with Nero and be the Nero shield. And if there's gun servitors, if there's something going on, I think she's just gonna. It worked last time. Gonna keep doing that.
2: Yep, the uh the Suicide Kings knowing you were guarding Nero will put someone in front of you. they they consider all four of you to be the what's the asset that they are protecting to use bodyguard terms at this point. <laughs> they won't actually follow your directions if you tell them to not protect you. They're they're here to do the job now, so you can consider them like Mina V of Stormtroopers, one to each side and one in front. Sure. Uh, Seth, would you be pulling up the rear? Do you think Piper and Warden would be pulling up the rear? How's this form uh, formation moving?
3: Um, I think Seth would want to be in the middle because he has developed a semblance of familiarity with this place. So he wants to be able to direct from not too far back. Um, right. so he, I think he'd be in the middle. I would, uh, Sorry,
4: go ahead Laura.
1: Um I, I just saying I I think Piper has a bit of an advantage here because she isn't burdened with um like ocular sight,
3: conventional sight. Um
1: yeah. instead she has like, you know, blessed sight um, which give her uh, the ability to perceive things um that would be inv- invisible to the eye potentially. Um so I think um Piper would probably be playing a role to help augment Mina. In giving her basically, like, um, because Piper's uh, range is long for that ability, I think she would be able to sort out, um, at least somewhat, have a better idea of the true path within the maze. If
2: Seth is the one calling the direction because he's the most familiar with the maze, do you want to augment Seth, who's saying where to go, or Mina, who's on point?
3: Um...
1: I guess Seth on, on – yeah, because it would be it would be um, yeah. giving Seth essentially a, a better idea.
4: Okay, so with that like. in mind, I was going to suggest if it was Mina that you should get in front of me. If it isn't Mina, I'd say stay behind me because yeah. then the bullets have to go through like Stormtroopers Mina. And like I'm squishy, but the body glove and the mesh coat aren't. Yeah. So that gives you like three layers of protection. I mean, this is Titanic hull situation, so like it's not really <laughs> going to help, but it might help a little bit.
2: So um, we've got three stormtroopers in a V in the front, Mina yep. directly behind them. Then there's Nero with Seth and Piper with him and, and Warden pulling up the rear. Yeah. Yeah, I think that as, makes... as the big gunner in the back. Yeah. So there are three entrances as you come into the, the sitting area. There's a left entrance, there's a center entrance, and there's a right entrance. Which one do you take?
3: Which one have I taken
2: historically? You have always entered through the one on. Oh, man, you're looking at it from the opposite direction. The one on your right or the left from, if you were coming from the other elevator.
3: Then that's the one that Seth would be directing the team
2: towards. Great. Uh, Let's roll to see how you do as you start moving around this. Seth, we will let you make the primary rolls because you are deciding where things are moving.
1: Now, Ryan, mechanically, um, I would augment each turn. um, And if any success would add an ability die.
2: Okay, we it, will have you roll nice. each time Seth is rolling to represent yeah. a stretch of travel, as opposed to you know it's not one die to rule them all, but it's yeah. going to be more effective than every turn because that's crazy. Uh, let's have you roll first then to augment okay. Seth to see how that helps.
1: So uh, it's a default average difficulty check. Okay. Um. And then I'm not going to add anything on that because I think that's great.
2: That's very reasonable. Let's see what happens. Right, rolling.
1: Two successes, three advantages.
2: All righty. So Seth, you will get an extra die. Is that correct?
1: Yeah, it an just says, green. if successful, target adds one ability die.
3: Yep. So and, get an extra oh, you can't die. stack
1: the effects. So there you go. Yeah, green just, green just is one.
3: ability. So yeah. yeah, that makes sense.
2: Great. So Seth, we are going to go with, in this case, I would accept streetwise or survival.
3: Oh my goodness. I'm like a kid in a candy store. <laughs> Let's do survival because it's just that much nicer. Great.
2: You are going to get one boost representing the fact that you've played around in this maze before. Mm
3: -hmm.
2: However, you now know through your augment as you start, as you begin moving towards it, the very first turn of the maze is different than when you have been in here before. Yeah, of course. And you quickly realize looking at the floor that there are a number of different scrape marks where the mirror floor has not been completely cleaned. They can funnel you in different directions and move around pieces of the maze. So, this is as much a psychological test as it is memory. You'll have to figure out how the maze is moved, not just the order it was in when you had come previously. Okay. The difficulty on this will be three red, one purple, one setback die, because this was created by a technological genius.
3: See if there's anything I can do to goose that for us. Uh, ba, 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 nope. Uh, and I
2: am going to spend a story point as well, so it'll actually be four red.
3: Okay. Zero purple, four red.
2: Yep. And you have one setback die.
3: And I've yep, I've got the setback in there. Yeah. Okay. Now, let me ask you this, sir. Uh, I started this with my, uh, with like a tracking device and a picked fly that I used on Lucia Bain When we Correct. talked about packing things up, would I have restocked that? Or are we given those as like a one-off kind of thing? I'm fine either um, way. Cause I didn't explicitly say that I packed it up.
2: You'd give it, you, you, you dropped both on Lucia Bain right? Yeah. Yeah. I don't think it, you would have needed to requisition further equipment as opposed to it just being there. Um, Got it. You do have your tracking file, so I don't know if you would have use for it, but the idea that you could drop, say, a data pad and track it with another data pad, that would be possible. I just, I legitimately don't know what your strategy is, so I can't say how that would help you or not, but you could do yeah. it.
3: I, my my only thing was if this starts to go like really sideways to just send a picked fly out to scout because it has a camera feed. Um, ah, right now, but... what
2: you do have are three stormtroopers who all have Vox speeds. So yeah. you can send a person, but you can't send a fly.
3: Okay, well, I'm going to use a story point for this roll just to get that kind of figured out and see where we stand. Uh, So I'm at three yellow, three green versus four red, one black. I also have a blue. So kind of even, pretty even. Uh, I'm ready to roll. Let's see what happens. Okay, We we came out on top, folks. One success, two advantages, one triumph. Very nice. Right
0: on. Very nice.
3: There Jobs were five in. failures that had to be negated for us to come <laughs> to this <laughs> results.
2: Yeah. You begin to advance through the maze. There are servitors that are closing in and opening fire. You do lose two of the stormtroopers through this because they are in the front taking the bullets for the team. The triumph means any of them are still alive and none of you got shot. Yep, it's a yep. fucking nasty maze. This yeah. is a circus maze from hell. Pieces of mirror are rising up and lowering down, revealing nothing, revealing servo skulls with targeters and no guns, or revealing heavy bolters, auto guns, auto cannons. The floor is opening up. There are silent bursts of needles coming around corners. It's absolutely deadly, but the between the Psyker powers that are subtly enhancing Seth and Seth's own burgeoning understanding of the maze, you are able to continue through it, searching for your ultimate target. Seth, I will give you another boost on your next check towards this. Okay. As you are advancing, however, you do hear the voice click on again over the vox playing through saying this all would have been so much easier if you just hadn't come. I didn't need you for this plan. In every step of the way, you just refused to die. You refused to die. I set so many traps. How do you think Jacinta found out about the financial exchange? Why do you think so many houses found so much blackmail material? You were just supposed to die and get out of the way, and it all would have been so easy. Then there's just a flamethrower that torches your second stormtrooper, and he goes up screaming, uh, and is put down by Maximilian. It is time for the second roll to continue through the maze.
3: All right. Um, four difficulty with a story point, or are you are you sitting on?
2: I am spending a story. I'm spending a story point against. You're looking at four four difficulty four
3: four reds. Um, One setback. Uh, but I have two boost. You have two time. boost. Though okay. we
2: do need to get another augment check. Yes. From Piper.
1: Ooh, baby, let's do it. Okie dokie.
2: What difficulty is this for you, Piper? Average. I don't know what that means. Average means dice? two, right? Two and one of them is red, correct? Because yeah. it's like So it's
1: one purple, one red.
2: Always. Right. That sounds good. Okay. Uh, I am going to say that your abilities are being a little baffled by okay. the mirrors. Some of them may have uh, Psyker qualities to them or mm. gems involved that you're not
4: entirely sure of. So add two setback to this roll. Yikes! I am really glad we shot that man. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And
1: I, I'm basically like at this moment as I as I focus, I am clutching. Um, the, the symbol I wear around my neck of the, um, Adeptus Astropathica. It's my devotional icon. Um, it may mean something. We'll see how I roll. (laughs) Uh, four successes, one threat. Um, I do get to cancel. I can cancel up to two threat because I have that icon.
2: Great, no threat then. You just okay. do manage to augment Seth, so Seth, you get that additional ability die for this okay. roll.
3: So that's keyed in. Um, hmm. I'm going to use a story point again. Okay. Um, I think the story point comes in the form of that last stormtrooper getting set on fire. Uh, I think instead of Maximilian putting him down, I just kick him in the back to like make him stumble forward further into the maze <laughs> to like trigger more stuff. Yep.
2: Let's um, find out what that does.
3: Yeah. Uh, roll dice. Okay. Oh, four advantages only. Everything else washed out. All righty. These reds are nasty.
4: I've got a pitch for you, Ryan, if you. I want to listen. Got, what are you thinking? <clears throat> um, that sounds to me like a, maybe the guy stumbles forward, Uh, you know, gets impaled by like a wall of spikes or some shit. Uh, it doesn't tell us where to go, but it does narrow down where not to go. Yeah,
2: yeah. I think I think it does that for sure. So what we will say is those results will mean this was originally going to be four checks to get through the maze. Those advantages will mean you have one more check to get through the maze. However, with the lack of success, as you continue through this maze and a number of traps go off, it is tragic But Sister Mina, you're about to take a step around a corner and get blasted by a a servitor with a plasma cannon built into its right arm. You are about to get tagged when all of a sudden, you just feel an iron hand on your shoulder pull you back and just say, not today. And mox jumps in front of you and takes a plasma cannon blast that melts through his torso and destroys the mirror behind him. And Maximilian falls with one hand just sliding down your arm, <laughs> and he's making eye contact as the life leaves his eyes. What are your last words to Maximilian Phoenix Bane?
0: Sit at the side of the Emperor, Maximilian.
2: And he is gone. He dies on the floor of a trap set for all of you and this system. Seth, it is time <laughs> for the final roll to get to the center of this maze. Let's see what happens. Hi, friends. It's Ryan here, your resident producer with Dum Dums and Dice, and I also voice characters that you've heard in IGM Season 2, and I am here to invite you to help support us producing this show and all of our other shows through our Patreon for Dum Dumbs and Dice. You can go to patreon.com slash dumdumdice and support us today, and it makes a world of difference. Plus, if you join, you get exciting things. We have a fan-exclusive Discord. We do weekly tableside video chats. You get advanced access to episodes and the videos before the rest of the public do. You can submit names for places, people, and things that pop up in the shows you can create your own NPCs that interact with our parties on an ongoing basis you can get special thank yous heck if you if you want we can even do one shot adventures with you or start up a series with you just patreoncom Dice. please support us today it will save us from a grim dark future so we can keep making a show for you in a grim dark future
3: Do we start with uh, Piper giving me the- That would be wise. Giving me the Psyker (laughs) psyker advantage.
1: Yeah. So am I keeping with the two setback, Ryan?
3: Yes. Uh,
2: Actually, it'll be three setback this time because- The closer you get to the center, the more they've clearly built these devices in. They're very expensive and they're subtle enough that you wouldn't know when you started because a lot of this is designed to get people into the maze, clearly. So it was the weakest outside, but there's more around you as you go.
1: Okay.
2: And I um, will be using a story point on your difficulty there, Seth, just so you know.
3: I will also be using a story point. I want to.
2: Uh, for me? It. No. No, not for you. Okay. For Seth. Don't worry. Oh yeah, I'll use one for you. Why not? I feel like okay. we should crank this up. This is high stakes shit. Yeah.
1: Um. Okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna use one back at you. Great. Okay, I'm rolling. Oh, no. Okay. Two successes, two advantages, and yet despair. one despair. Ryan. So what are the, what you are the can, rules for you can, despair
2: and psychers?
1: So the effect of uh, perils of the warp may be triggered whenever a role to manifest a psychic power generates three threat or one despair. So, Ryan, if you would like perils of the warp to be triggered...
2: Oh, it's not an option. Perils of the warp are being triggered, but the spell worked, right?
1: Yes, it's two, two successes and two advantages. It's just that right. it worked, but also like
2: there's a cost. He-
1: hello, yeah. hello, warp. Well,
2: Laura, let's walk into Perils <laughs> hello, of the Warp. Warpy, my so old friend. The, the
1: nice thing is that there you can't add anything. What you do is you roll a d10, and there's a table of effects.
2: Great, do you know what page that table is on?
1: Um, Or do
2: you have that table in front of you?
1: I have that table in front of me.
2: Well, then I'm not rolling this d10 because really it's you who gave yourself the perils of the warp. So I feel like you should summon your own
4: punishment.
1: Okie dokie.
4: As of you listening at home, Laura is digging through a bag to find a D10, <laughs> something you only need if you have truly, truly <laughs> fucked up somewhere in dark heresy, be it a critical uh, injury of some sort or- Let's a use a dark
1: red one. I feel like that's appropriate. Yeah, that sounds
4: about right. Okay. Dice for the, the, the dice gun. Seven. Dice. No, it's not low.
1: Okay, Uh-oh. so seven is gullibility. The psyker's power backfires causing her to become extremely susceptible to suggestion by others. For the next five hours, the Psyker adds two setbacks to all present checks and three setbacks to all opposed social interaction checks.
0: You
4: just became Nero. (laughs) Yeah, right? (laughs)
2: So make a note of that. The power backfires, which means there is no successful cast. You are just now incredibly successful. Just susceptible to persuasion. Seth, this is very concerning for you because you had a great confidence in this maze. And what we've established with Piper's augment is you're not aware that it's Piper augmenting you, which just means you become less confident all of a sudden Mm. as you have no guards to cover you. I will ask you to add another two setback to this roll.
3: Total of three setback. Yes. Um, you're using a story point. I'm using a story point. So I factored those in already. I think it manifests as before we see the result of my decision of like guiding us next kind of thing. I think I just say like, wait, and we all like pause. And Seth is like looking and listening for something, but he doesn't know what it is. And then he just says, All right, forward. And we go, and he rolls. (sighs) Three successes, one triumph, two threats.
2: This is an interesting spread. (laughs) Seth, you lead the group forwards. You manage to dodge a series of close-rated traps until a mirror drops down and a servitor with a heavy bolter just opens on full auto. Mina is at the front of the group, though, and it is firing from in front of her. So she just hunkers down, and you all match beside her. She starts sliding back along the floor as the heavy bolter Jesus. rounds pound into her storm shield. And it takes all three of you leaning the other way to be able to help her with like withstand the force coming at her. Mina, can you take one point of damage to your health that you cannot soak? Because this is just... <laughs> being rattled internally by this coming at you Mm -hmm.
0: Mm -hmm.
2: however smoke begins to fill the maze around you and you begin to hear laughter and mentions of cornos and isabella and vorpal blade start echoing through the maze around you and suddenly in a flash of electrified light the servitor is split in half as one of the Harlequins flipped upside down, backflips through the maze to eliminate the Servitor. You realize at this point, as you look around, there are elder Harlequins standing on the roof and on the floor and all the walls of the maze around you. And they're blocking every path except one. As you look down that path, you begin to see Servitors fall, mirrors shatter, gunshots are punching through traps. The Harlequins are leaving you with a straight line And as you pass each of them, they begin to bow or gesture and point towards where you are heading, chanting Kornos and Isabella, Kornos and Isabella.
4: And in Eldari, I will say, Thank you for opening the way, which I can do (laughs) (laughs) for reasons. Someone who may be pre-template may have had access to that language in a way that someone who is post-template does not. Uh, So, yeah, I'll just like, as I walk, just keep being like, thank you. You've shown us the way. Now is the time. Now is the time. Like, greeting them like I'm fucking, like, walking the red carpet. Um and, and, uh, and the Eldar join you in this walk yeah. as you move forwards.
2: a small number of them. You can recognize from what you would know, a lot of the Eldar are colorfully dressed. You're seeing the same fields around them, almost squares and flashes of color appearing around them. They clearly have refractor fields or some sort of Eldari equivalent. Again, some of them are walking on the roof and some of them the floor, and they can switch at will. They're all clearly changing reality around them. But if you were to guess looking at the four who end up being the closest to you, There is one that is uh, the, the fanciest dressed of any of them, the most heroic in terms of the molding of his mask and the other parts of his uniform. He has a power sword in one hand, but not the blunt, crude instrument of the Imperium. This is an elegant, long, sleek, curved, almost scimitar. Only while you look at it, you can tell it is flawlessly balanced and is lightning fast. They're all so graceful that it is almost uncomfortable and shaming to look at them in comparison to yourselves. Next to him is one a, with a with a long staff, a mirrored mask. From this one, Piper, you can sense a a, a psyker power that mm-hmm. is far more natural and reserved than your own. It makes you feel kind of raw, dangerous, uncultured. You would be the equivalent of let's say, a machete, this is a scalpel. And you are equally close, so the scalpel is a thousand times more skilled. There is also a shadowy figure in the back that leaves all of you uncomfortable with devil horns peeking out from under a black hood, walking with a knife in each hand. Still clearly a member of this band, but separated from all of the rest. And then there is just a a simple uh, patchwork Aldari, none of you can tell. This one doesn't appear to have a specific role. It seems almost to be, you would guess, a chorus member if this was the show of the Harlequins, just joining your group as well. As you walk forwards and through a mirror that appeared to be solid but is not and enter a central chamber. There is no maze in this portion. This is clearly the control center at the center of it. It is all wood and cloth and crude mechanical structures. When you look up, you can see mirrors that are aligned to allow anyone in this space to see every other part of the maze. And you can see the spider arms of the controls that are moving the paths back and forth and triggering the traps. So many of them have been spent. Some of the arms are broken, clearly only intended to be used once, but you succeeded through the maze. And at the center of this space are two figures. One is seated in a wheelchair, drooling like a moron. Rancid is still poorly dressed in a Zardoz-ish outfit, drooling in the corner, parked, completely ignored. But at the center of the room is Gazzy in a way you have never seen Gazzy before. Gazzy is standing fully upright, powerful, lithe cold. He is pacing back and forth while watching you. Only there's a Leonine quality to his movements now. He is a big cat. You've never realized Gazi is big before because he was always a foot shorter than all of the other house leaders. But compared to all of you, he is taller. He is spinning a knife in one hand in that weird supernatural almost way that you see you know, performers with knives. Only he can trade it between hands and he has one in both. And he is wearing a a floor length coat made of patches of human skin, each of them with a face that is screaming within the leather that is there.
1: that's, That's fine.
2: And he looks at all of you and says, I don't care what friends you've brought. I'll eat them too, but I'm gonna punish all of you because you've made me a disappointment to my father. I was the best trapper and now I'm gonna
3: prove I'm the best hunter. They're all
4: disappointments to our fathers, Cassie. Get used to it. Horse taught me anything. It was that. I'll just cock my gun. <laughs>
0: <laughs> we are here as the Inquisition, sent to wrote out heresy. We are for the hand of the Emperor, and now you will feel the fist of his fury.
1: Uh, uh, Piper says, I mean, you all had fathers. What the hell?
2: And then Warden just taps out on his arm, fuck this guy. (laughs) And you're all ready to go into action when suddenly Mm -hmm. Nero, you are kicked forwards out of the line of the rest of your compatriots by the troop master of the Harlequins and the rest of them turn on the group around you. Mira, or Seth, you suddenly find the sword of the cast member resting against your neck, holding you in place, and he leans forward and whispers to you,
3: don't move.
2: Piper, the horned figure appears out of the darkness, charging at you with the knife in each hand, and you find yourself going blind as you realize an untouchable is coming at you out of the Eldar band.
4: No, 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 no. no. Mina,
2: you circle on, the shadow seer, and the troop master, who are both about to place themselves between you and Nero, raising your vorpal blade. When they, you you feel, uh, you feel the scalpel, a, a mind scalpel, one could say, inside your head. And suddenly, you find yourself blind. You cannot see in front, behind. You have no sense of where you are, nor can you help Nero. And the Eldar, as one voice say, Count Kornos faces the beast
4: alone. I'll Nero. toss toss my bolter um and kind of just extend a hand without looking back at them, but like getting a sense of what's going on. Um and uh just kind of call, I guess, to Mina in what I suspect may be one of the few remaining Nero ways he can be like, Hey, uh, yeah, Mina, I, hey, listen. Yeah, sorry, I think I misread that thing. Uh, my, I'm gonna need that uh that vorpal blade. Can you uh, you'll always be the uh the arm of the Inquisition, but uh I think this time you know my arm's got to do the uh, the snicker snack business i am
2: yeah? going to sp- i'm going to spend a story point uh the the troop master leans forward and just smashes lena it uh, smashes Mina in the face with his sword while the shadow seer
4: slaps the her power sword out of her hand and just flips it towards mm-hmm. you nero mm-hmm. um i'll lean down and pick it up and i'm going to give them just fucking cut eye with my remaining eye um because I think Nero realizes that the only way anyone walks is if this Count Cornos bullshit flies. But he also kind of admitted that maybe this is who he can be or whatever. So I'll reach for the blade uh, and just lean back and just shake my head in a classic disappointed samurai way uh, and drag uh, the blade up into a, like, cloud strife uh, stance where I'm holding it out in front of me, kind of double-handed. Um, and uh, I'll just... Um, I'll, in. I'll just fucking look at him and say Yeah, right
3: I'd like to whisper to the Eldari who's resting a blade against my neck Just whisper back if I can Yeah, 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 go for it Just, uh, um We heard your story And In time came to learn who would play the role of One-eyed Count Kornos and Isabella But We still don't know how the story ends. What's about to happen? Observe. The story is alive. And with that, Nero- You don't know the end either.
2: Damn. Do you charge charge at Gazi, or do you have Gazi come at you? Uh, I have Gazi come at me. Great. From the sides, you hear the, the Eldari begin to chant in Gothic, which is unsettling oh, hey. unto itself. But the crowd the whole way around in the smoke are chanting, young Count Kornos, the one-eyed knight, with Vorpal blades, the darkness did fight. As you raise the sword, and Gazi sprints towards you with terrifying speed. Mm-hmm. Uh, are you set to strike the moment he comes at you? Or are you letting him take the first hit? I just want to know how, where the fight's going in my mind.
4: Yeah, I'll just tell you, and then we can see how dramatically this happens or not. There is no world prophecy or otherwise where Nero Abignail slash Count Cornos can win this fight um, in a fair fight. Uh, so instead, um, his plan is literally like having this very br- like wide stance with blade in both hands and kind of like, a, I'm going to fight you way. Um, and the plan is literally to just let Gazzy fucking come in and cut him up. In the hopes that well, he's getting cut to ribbons, he can jam a power sword through his shoulder and into his core. There's no like, there's no defense here. The plan is like, I will fight you, but it's a feint to just try and strike a killing blow as he's being shredded is basically the uh what I'm going with with this. Great. Let's actually roll these attacks. Uh do you know what? I'm gonna make that your attack
2: and I will make his skills the difficulty. Cause then it's still sure. you striking. Or yeah, that makes sense. Cause then we'll yeah. just see who who lands their hit. You're going to get hit either way, but this feels like a, yeah. um, no, you have better odds the other way. No, we'll do the strike separately because you have better odds of hitting that way and you okay. should. because I'll like also say taking that, that like,
4: I'm the- like going in with, with the the Vorpal Blade. I'm also trying to Assassin's Creed him like with whatever I can, like yeah. whether it's Prison Shiv or Through the Eye, whatever, whatever I can manage. But yeah, this is literally like maybe I can hurt him enough that other people can kill him later. <laughs>
2: I will let you roll both of those attacks first. We will roll them separately, uh, sure. just so that we can keep track okay. of that. Fair enough. Uh, you'll get the full power on the sword. It is flawlessly balanced and very mm-hmm. high quality. So you'll only have some subtractions to your Assassin's Creed attack. We'll That's treat this as great. though it's a, it's a balance. It. So
4: right. great. So, yeah, um
0: it, In the meantime, I think Mina getting punched, spat blood, and then is staying down. But because she can't see and it's creepy Eller chanting, she's just like quietly praying and doing a prayer for, for Nero. Just like, you know, Emperor, please protect your son. Please, Nero, walk the path of the Emperor.
2: Piper, how are you how are you reacting to this? Because you were also incredibly susceptible to things right now.
1: Yeah, um, I think I think Piper is like savvy enough to understand that she's being affected by something even if she can't counter it. Um so I think she withdraws into her meditative state into her black box with hopefully the emperor's light somewhere nearby.
2: Nice. All right, Nero, let's roll for your power sword attack first. That'll be melee light. Yep. The difficulty is traditionally two. However, Gazzy is an He's adversary. He's Smith. So. He's an adversary, so you have to upgrade difficulty three times. So he becomes a difficulty five. <laughs> uh
4: I will spend one story point to give him a red. This is yep. fine. That's fair. Um and how many are we sitting on on Uh you currently now? have 3 and I have 2 after that spend. All right. Uh, I will absolutely spend 1 to upgrade to a yellow. Great. Um I would like to petition if I may, sir, for some boost for lacking any defense. So the idea I would being, agree with that. yeah. So I think what I might argue for is two boost one for each of the defense that my body glove or mesh coat might give me that I would rather put towards attack than
2: impeding his strikes. That makes perfect sense to me. Uh, and he receives one defense, so one setback die for... His uh, more honestly, it's natural like ability to dodge things than it is any form of armor. He's just so fucking fast,
3: fair the code enough. Of faces doesn't provide any kind of defense, it's just <laughs> not really. Well, it depends if the I recognize it, though. If
4: I'm like, oh, shit, it's Jim. Um, that said, uh, Ryan, so I wrote all the stats down for the power sword, knowing that this would probably happen, but I didn't necessarily uh look w- up what all of them were. Given that I've got breach two, that would negate his soak or his defense yeah we'll
2: take that out as soak so defense will affect the ability to hit breach will be so how it traditionally works is there is pierce which goes through soak and then breach technically only does damage to vehicles which i hate Ah. so i argue Mm. breach multiply it by two and that's
4: what it'll do is pierce so if it's breach two it's pierce four right against soak not defense against soak not defense Right, and sunder would be if it hits then it can have negative effect to his shit but yeah that's Honestly, he's guess. just carrying knives in a coat like this motherfucker's coming I want to break those knives you, or him. It's slightly true. ruin his coat. I might want to just fuck up his coat a little bit, you know? It's possible. So let's see what happens. Sure. All right. So we are rolling with one green, two yellow, four purple, one red, two blue, one black. Yep. That sounds about right. Two successes, two advantage. Hey. Nice. Uh, so with my so with the power sword, my brawn that is nine damage. Uh, oh, sorry, I lied. Uh, that is it's brawn. Uh, my my brawn is three. The sword is six. I got two successes, so yeah. that's a total of eleven for funsies. That um, is good. Plus two advantage, um, which I would like to spend on. My next strike as two boost if I can, or one boost. It's two advantage for one boost, I believe. Yeah,
2: well, yeah, we'll carry one boost over to your next yep. strikes. So that makes yep. sense to me.
4: Yep, and uh with mm-hmm. the double, that'll be breach four. uh I've got crit two, but I need two advantages and enough for that. So want one crit think, two? Is it? or Yeah,
2: that's two advan- advantage to spend right. for a crit. So you can do that. Fuck I, so the
4: boost. Fuck
2: the trigger boost. <laughs> crit,
4: baby. Do you have a D one hundred, my friend? Um oh I've been known to indulge.
3: <laughs> I've been known to indulge.
0: Gotta have it.
4: <laughs> Roll dice socially? Yeah, yeah, you know. I never inhaled the dice though. Um oh, that that is very interesting. That is uh that is a four on a D one hundred.
2: That is a minor nick. He suffers one strain. <laughs> that feels like bullshit to me, though, so we're gonna make it, uh, uh, Del, I, th- what, I was gonna say, Del, <laughs> what like is
1: the- like a minor nick,
4: That's Yeah, it's stupid. It's a bad roll, it's a real bad it's roll. A t- I mean, roll if rather it rather nicks an artery. I think
2: <laughs> the trick is that this is actually a power sword. Del, what is the additional, what is the vicious score on your chain sword? Vicious, it is.
0: Vicious three, plus 30 to crit.
2: Yeah, so what we'll do is uh, I'm gonna add 30 to that roll for you, Tom. Um, the target,
4: mm. like to balance oh, it up. out, I will take some strain. Okay. For that. <laughs> Great. So l- let me take four strain from my roll of four. For it's worth, I rolled on better dice to see if that would change it, and I rolled a three. So, like, this was destiny. <laughs> okay, okay. Um,
1: You've rolled on better dice?
4: Yeah, I rolled on my bad mean, guy. Tom? I rolled on my bad guy uh black and red like <laughs> empire dice for like when I'm pl- a DM and I'm trying to kill y'all. <laughs> so then I rolled on my heroic silver and black dice and they both said no. Nice. So <laughs> I'm
2: going to I'm going to beef that up to a head ringer. So the the injury with the sword will mean that the that uh Gazzy will suffer uh, he will increase the difficulty of all intellect and in- increase the difficulty of all intellect and cunning checks by one. So if anybody is coming at him in a mental way, cool. he'll
4: be a little more thrown. Love it. Um, Alrighty, uh, let's try and stab him with my uh, <laughs> my sadness dagger. <laughs> Great. So right.
2: again, that'll be
4: difficulty five. Yeah, One of those will be red. Red, yep, yeah, totally fair. Um, I am going to also spend a story point on this okay. one. Um because, again, uh, desperate people fighting don't think about the tactical necessity of other people having dice. Um, and then, yes, can I take my, I sacrifice my defense for a boost? Yep, yep, that'll affect the, the rolls against you, but yes, you can do that. He also
2: has his one setback for his armor. Yep, 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 yep. Uh, cool. All
4: right. Let's see what happens. So, we have one green, three yellow, yep. Uh, four purple, one red, two blue, one black. Same roll. Same roll same again. Those odds are not in our favor. Off way to saying that's four advantage, two failure. For advantage to
2: failure, uh, he comes in. You do manage to, to ram the blade through, uh, honestly, his chest on one side, which is why he's so thrown with the the power sword as it goes through. But your other blade goes towards his head, and he manages to dodge that one. His neck actually bends more than you've ever seen a person's neck bend. It's clearly part of his overall enhancements because the sword did not take him out, and his neck went further than you would have thought possible, and he's still reaching in. However... Let's see how
4: homie does here. So, what it truly is, your is defense? a new man? Uh, my defense is now zero because I sacrificed it to gain the boost. Oh, homie novice.
1: Homie Novus, I like it. <laughs>
4: he is. I like it. In.
1: He doesn't deserve. Piper's that. just hoping to die in the light of the Emperor. We'll see.
3: Oh my! Oh my! What's all these downers. Seth is hoping to live. <laughs> Seth is hoping to walk out of here so rending claws <laughs> so tom his
2: first attack with his blade the moment you stab in you feel a moment of like you have a chance and then you just feel cold coming from your gut uh you take he rolled two triumphs like two triumphs on God this roll oh damn Ouch. Let's have it. oh dear i think i know how the myth ends gg um, and <laughs> it has crit he does 14 damage. Mm-hmm. It also has breach, so it will remove two of your soak.
4: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
2: And you take three crits mm-hmm. with how deep the knife goes,
3: which <laughs> means <laughs> you become highly gullible. <laughs>
4: The first crit. For the first time. I've never been gullible to this point. <laughs> uh, the first crit is a sudden jolt.
2: So you drop whatever is in your hand. <laughs> yep. So you lose your sword and your Stick Assassin's Creed blade clatters away. Your second crit. Oh, does this have? Oh, actually, it might even be more than that. Yep, that's supposed to be a 34. You are. Uh, so you are. Yeah, no, we'll go with that because that's a nice one. Uh, 64. RPS. You are hamstrung, which means you no longer receive your free maneuver each turn.
4: Oh darn! There goes
3: picking up the sword.
4: <laughs> oh yeah, it's really going to matter to my corpse. Uh, oh. you, my my corpse is very concerned about his maneuverability. Oh. <laughs> How else will I aim? Okay, here's the interesting <laughs> thing: you you add ten, ten
2: each time you take a crit. Now which I've means got you're plus twenty on top of
4: whatever you're rolling.
2: And he adds two with his knife because he's super. Hey, Nar- hey, nasty. Hey
1: Dell, Mina, better get her her Medicaid kit out.
4: <laughs> Mina, better get her morning wear out. Is really what's uh... that? Is
2: a clean <laughs> ninety, which means Ooh. we oh. jump to oh, fucking one thirty. Yeah. Oh yeah. So like... that is a gruesome injury. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it is so that just deep. Means it looks bad. That it is messing with you. So I now. This is where I, I thought so. we would start. I have to determine which one it is affected. So it's so deep. Three. It is affecting your brawn. Okay. Uh, it is reduced by one. So your brawn goes down. Oh, all right. Yep. Which will also affect your soak and your health.
4: hmm. hmm. hmm uh Ryan, what will it do to my health? It lowers the threshold. Your threshold oh, will be God. lowered by one well, all right yeah. and your soak will
2: be lowered by one.
4: yeah all right that's fine. I love that. All right um so uh, may I uh, yes, yes um, so, then- so he tears in uh and uh Nero's eye just kind of goes wide. Um, the blades fall away. It's not like a knocking them out of my hands. It's literally just like that was the play. Um, so the blades fall away. Uh, I feel cold, um, kind of uh, jutting through me. Um, Tom, and- just for
2: for a technical question for my brain: Do you have any wounds left, or is this? Yeah, I'm getting there. Okay, I'm just saying. There's three. stuff I stuff I also want to know mechanically for for me, I, but just
4: I have three. I was going to get there though. Okay, okay still go. alive. Go uh, so. Um, Standing there as my guts begin to like, you know, roll out a little bit, um, I'll just uh, look at him uh, and say, um, you know, you know who else almost gave up when the Emperor's Claws tore through him? (laughs) Try again, homo novus. Fabius Bile was never the favorite son, and nor are you. Uh, And then I'll just cough blood and maybe some lung out, but I have three fucking wounds left. My uh, defense, my soak is down to five. I have no defense left. My threshold is down to 11, but I mean threshold doesn't matter. I got seven strain left. I'm in bad shape, but I am still standing. Does he hit me again? And the Aeldari
2: watching the fight continue their chant, their voices overlapping <laughs> uncomfortably for These all of you. These fucking guys. He had lost his eye and with it his mind, stripped of his memory, his fate unaligned. Then, there is an option for all of you, the regular humans who are watching this fight. The Aeldari are beginning to watch the fight. They're not necessarily as closely watching you, but they are watching this. Do you want to try to do something or do you not? They do clearly have the drop end advantage on all of you. It's just, do you want? I'm not going to trap you on the sidelines. Yeah, Seth
3: would just want to speak more. Um, He would not want to make any sudden moves that would get his head cut off. Yep, feel free.
2: Uh,
3: You would just say, uh, the battle's decided. Let us go, let us help him, help us. The story is not finished.
2: Story. One must keep to the script. Piper, is there anything you do?
1: Um, is there anything I can do? Like.
2: Is there anything you want to do?
1: Um, uh, I think. In response to this blinding, I would, I think, just like angry Piper will cast, basically send out blinding, a blinding energy towards, um, the attacker uh, Our our homie, yeah.
2: Alrighty, so let's uh, let's do the roll. It's not good. I just want to be
1: clear, my setback to presence checks, telepathy is a presence check.
2: Yep. And they are an untouchable in engagement range, so you're adding four difficulty.
1: Adding four difficulty. Correct. Uh, so adding more difficulty I, I was, to that,
2: no, no, no. I'm not saying you have to do this, because this is also the untouchable coming at you narratively. So it's OK if yeah. you decide that's too much difficulty. Yeah. I, I think, think it's are, too
1: much difficulty. Look, look, look. <laughs> we get two green, two yellow, seven purple, one red, and two blacks. I think, I think Piper would. I think honestly literally how this what this looks like is her like opening her mind up again to like what's going on outside and then going oh mm, no <laughs> and <then> essentially <laughs> shutting her box back in
2: <laughs> can you roll me a ranged light check for warden at oh yeah two sure. difficulty with two setback
1: uh two difficulty with two setback all righty Uh, One advantage.
2: One advantage. Interesting. Okay, I'm going to say while everyone else is letting this game play out because they're clearly overmatched, Warden just turns and opens fire on the Eldar because Warden does not fuck around with aliens. So he opens up, but his advantage means Piper, he will actually have kept the untouchable away from engagement range from you. They will make it next turn, but they've had to dodge. So if you want to make your check, it will only be at two additional difficulty, not four oh and i will I mean, also it, say because this has kept them back and you'd be able to see more you could either throw the blindness at the untouchable or you could throw it somewhere else should you so wish
1: um yeah let's get that fucker out of the way uh i'm going to suffer two wounds uh to add, add an automatic success will this be for next turn
2: uh, no, we'll cast so this we now. This right you, now? You, you were going to cast and yeah. then couldn't, and then yeah. Warden shot at a guy, which is all supposed to be simultaneous. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Okay. Because um,
2: if there's one thing Warden knows, it's when you're trying to do something and something is stopping you. He's yeah. not okay with real world things stopping you. He's okay with <laughs> him stopping you.
1: I'm also gonna I'm gonna push again, so I'm gonna upgrade okay. one of the dice to add an additional success. Oh, this is gonna be rough.
2: And I'm going to use a story point to add another red to your difficulty side. Just well, upgrade a red. Oh man.
1: Well, I'm going to story point too. Great. So <laughs> This is going to be horrible. I haven't even rolled yet. I'm scared. Okay, I'm rolling. Oh, we got to get some perils here. Hey, okay. So three successes but five threats. So three threats <laughs> will trigger right. perils of the warp. Ryan, with additional threats, uh, there's a couple things you can do. Um,
2: can I add to your perils roll?
1: You can add plus five. Um, okay, so that's what you want to do? Okay,
2: cool. Do, how, many, how much does it cost me to add five? Two. It then costs yeah, you two adding, threats, I'm so adding, that's all the threats. I'm adding five. That's great. You're adding so, five? Let's perils. I will say it works. Unless the unless whatever the perils is specifically tells us it doesn't.
1: Okay. Now it says perils of the warp takes effect once the psychic uh, power check has been resolved.
2: Yeah, that's now. Okay.
1: Okay. Let's see. Let's see. Okay, that's nine plus five, so that's fourteen. Oh no, we got a psychic cage. So I am now locked in the prison of my mind. Uh, taking on the role of both anyway. zealous jailer and penitent heretic. I have to make a hard charm or negotiation check to appeal to my own better nature to escape self-inflicted chastisement. If I fails, I'm staggered and immobilized for a number of rounds equal to my willpower, that's four, and develop a mental trauma. <laughs>
3: Okay, we got more rolling to do. Ironically, that's
4: what you wanted. (laughs) You wanted to be
2: trapped in a little box. I
1: know, right?
2: While the solitaire is blinded and staggers and you feel Warden sprint away from you drawing his sword towards it to buy you as much time as he can, unfortunately, you are in the 40K equivalent of the nest T plunge inside your mind. You send the warp energy out, but then when it goes, you feel your soul lean forwards out of your body And when you try to correct and draw it back in, you actually fall back into your mind. So you fall Uh into uh, the, the cell that you've always been afraid of your whole life. You fall back into an astropath cell, but the kind in a high volume workspace where there is no chance for art, where you are just like, mind blown within two years. You feel yeah. yourself at the end of that rope. You know you're one message away from your whole body falling apart. You can look down and see that your flesh is, is saggy and torn. You have none of the strength you've worked on. You have none of the youth that you've worked on. You've never been a part of the inquisitorial band. You are just a cog in a machine that is being wasted. And standing over you is your current self, youthful, purposeful, part of the inquisition and that version of you is telling this new terrified version of you that you have no value that you are garbage and this is all you ever deserved and no one ever really knows how to hurt their own feelings as much as themselves. so what does evil subconscious piper say to current piper in this horrifying alternate universe that would break her
3: oh
1: uh, yeah, uh, I think she would say, well, this is quite the end you're having, and you didn't even get to live at all.
2: Let's roll that check now.
1: All right. Um, so this is a hard, I have to make a hard charm or negotiation check. They're the same for me. But is this an opposed check against myself? No, because
2: you, you, it is, it, oh, well, It no, because it says hard. So you're making yeah. it, um... Only because I
1: get three setbacks to all opposed social interactions checks.
2: Uh, Yeah, this would count. Yeah, This would count because you are weakened by the susceptibility, so you actually got blasted into your own mind and you're susceptible (laughs) to listening to your own fears.
1: Okay, so four green, three purple, three black. Let's see what happens. Hey, five successes, four threats. What?
2: So that means you succeeded? Five successes, four threats.
1: Yeah.
3: Amazing.
2: Piper, you feel yourself about to fall into the darkness when you begin to resist and you begin to push back and the vision around you begins to fragment. And you realize you're still not going to be able to break entirely free until you feel a hand take your own and raise you up. And you snap back into consciousness and you see the shadow seer of the Harlequins holding you by the hand and lifting you up to your feet. And you realize you cannot move. You have been paralyzed and your Psyker abilities have been paralyzed within you, but you can also feel the well of your psychic energy growing. And normally that is a danger. Normally that is something that you would worry about shattering your mind or summoning a demon. But for the first time, the Psyker powers feel clean. It feels like water. It feels like your control is there and you realize you cannot move. But when you can, you will be stronger than you were before perhaps stronger than you've ever been and in a different way. And behind the mirror mask, the shadow seer says to you, you are not fated to die here. You have work to do, Isabella. And then the shadow seer turns to stand beside you, keeping their hand wrapped around yours and you get to watch this final showdown. Mina, you are praying and blind Mm -hmm. on the floor. Mm -hmm. But all of a sudden, your vision returns to you in a flash. Because the shadow seer's psychic attention has been brought elsewhere, which means you are now on the floor. You have your shield, you have your chain sword, but there is a troop master of the Harlequin standing between you and Nero, who is about to die. You are prone. What do you do?
0: Um. God. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. It, it, He's standing between her and Nero, but is he attention focused on her? He's
2: he's facing her. With the Shadow Seer having moved away, she's got his full attention.
0: Okay. I think this is is really random, but I think she wants to try and throw the shield at the Homo nobis, either to knock him over or to give the shield to Nero. Like, this is her protection for him.
2: Let's go with Athletics and Brawn for this toss.
0: All right. I got go go back to my actual sheet. Huh. All right, athletics and brawn. All right. So your
2: difficulty is going to be uh, the Eldar's coordination to try to smack this aside. Okay. Which means your difficulty will be three red and two purple.
0: <sighs> okay.
2: Because Eldar are supernaturally coordinated.
0: Hmm. All right.
2: I will also use a story point. So it'll be four red.
0: One purple and four red.
2: Yes. Okay. I will give you two boosts because this is a crazy fucking move and I wouldn't have seen it coming. So I doubt de- <laughs> the elder were like, and then she'll throw away her shield for no reason.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
2: I mean, a crafty reason, but for them, none.
0: Um, all right. What Man, what is our story point situation?
2: <laughs> uh, you've got currently three and I have two after that trade. So you have them.
0: This is this is the hail mary. I'm going to take one. This is Alrighty, this is all Mina can do. She can't get herself there, but maybe she can help a little bit. All right. So two greens, three yellows, one purple, four reds to boost. All right, We're doing this. Oh my <laughs> word, Emperor! <laughs> oh, this is a fucked up roll. Welcome to hell. <laughs> <laughs> Um, words sweeter I rolled six successes one triumph one threat one despair (laughs) wow
1: this episode of The Valentine Heresy features Tom McGee at TD on Twitter as Interrogator Nero Abignale, Laura Hamstra at EL Hamstring on Twitter as Piper Fairley, Tyler Hewitt at Tyler underscore Hewitt on Twitter as Seth Corbin, Del Borvik at Del Tastic on Twitter as Sister Olian Mina, and our game master Ryan Laplante at The Ryan Laplante on Twitter. This episode was edited and mixed by Laura Hamstra, and the Valentine Heresy's artwork was created by Del Borvik at delborvik.com. D E L B O R O V I C. Our theme song is "The Hordes" by Megan McDuffie, and our ads use the tracks "No Control" and "Chief" by Jahzar. J A H Z Z A R. Available at freemusicarchive.org. When it comes to dum dums and dice, you can visit our website at dumdumdice.com. Our Twitter and Instagram are at dumdumdice. And on Facebook, at facebook.com slash dumdumdice. We have merch dice available at redbubble.com slash people slash dumdum dice. And most importantly, you can join our Patreon at patreon.com slash dumdum dice. That's D U M B D U M B D I C E. Are they imperator and death to all the heretics?
2: Austin Nut Powers Fry, Stabby Stranger, Glitch Trick, Roman Brown, and Jill and Noel Laplante. If you want your name to be added to this list, you can join our Patreon too at patreon.com slash dumdumdice. Thanks to them, and a little bit of thanks to you.
0: The Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish. The buyer awaits your decision, poised as one both ready for a fight and assured of its outcome. I'll have that relic now.
1: That cool pretty boy have more healing. We are gonna need it.
3: You guys might. One of you dies and I'm running for it. So don't. We'll have to use every advantage and we've not many left. So I'm confused.
0: Uh, what am I supposed to say to
3: him?
2: Marcus, it's a role-playing game. Right. So, you're this holy
1: guy, Benedict. Right. And he's just joined this adventuring party.
3: Right. Why? Because we needed someone to heal us and not ask questions. Dom! What? Any reason you want, Marcus. That's the great thing about this game. You can be anyone you want. Do anything you want, for any reason, so long as it's true to your character. Cool. I totally got this. Uh, Wait, but... This artifact belongs to my church, and as such, I cannot part with it for any price. (laughs) Uh, what did I say?
0: Kill them all! The Ordinary Epic, a podcast series about the extraordinary, the ordinary, and something in between. Listen now at TheOrdinaryEpic.com or on your favorite podcast app.